0: Welcome to the Riveting Rosie's podcast, a space dedicated to conversations with women that educate, empower, and inspire. I'm your host, Francesca, and I'm so excited to be here with you and share the stories of some badass women. Okay, well thank you so much for agreeing to come on today. I'm super excited to have the chance to talk to you um, and learn all about um, everything. (laughs) So I'm gonna start by letting you just briefly introduce yourself and talk about the kind of work that you do.
1: Sure, sure. Um, So my name is Bree, I am the owner of The Rex Creative. Um, Currently I am actually helping moms specifically Um, figure out how to do this entire thing of working from home, possibly online, (laughs) figuring out the homeschooling thing with kiddos. Um, my main goal at this point is just teaching them how to learn how to work online and support their families in this new dynamic that we're all kind of, um, facing. And then on the other end, I help established business owners grow and scale their business.
0: Awesome. That's super exciting. Um, So can you talk a little bit about your like background and your education and how it led to you, led you to your current role?
1: Absolutely. Um, So my background, I um, went to actually for theater and dance. So business was not anywhere on the I was fully convinced that I was going to be this professional dancer, and that was going to be my life. And, you know, I was good with that. So um, after graduating, I was opening So had that for about two years, and then quickly realized that that was not what I wanted. Um, so went through, you know, nine to five, trying to figure out what felt good for me, what felt right. I was a real estate agent. I was <laughs> a social media manager. I did property management. So I was kind of um, all over the place. And then in my last role, which was more on the marketing side, um, I had, had a baby at that point, um, you know, as a new mom and was trying to figure out how to balance that nine to five with my little one. And um, it came to a point where in my job, my little one had gotten sick a few times and I have to take off work. And the last time he got sick, the job said, you know, this is great. I know that you have to take care of your child. Like we totally get it, but you know, we don't have any more time for you to take off. So you're going to have to figure out what to do. And at that point I was like, I will. (laughs) I was like, sure, I'll figure that out. So, um, I started looking online for options of working from home or having a more flexible schedule because you know, my little one at that point was about six months old. So, I was pretty busy with him and um, I stumbled upon a few courses I did some research I ended up taking a course I went into the VA world, which is a virtual administrative assistant and that is just being you know the assistant to the administrative person whoever's you know the owner of the company um, so I did that for a little while and then this past like two years or so I realized that VA was not exactly what I wanted to do. I am more of the teacher. I am more of the person who wants to help walk you through the journey. Um, So that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm the person who walks you through the journey.
0: Awesome. So can you talk a little bit about the kind of like transition um, from what you were doing before you ended up starting, um, starting up your business and how you kind of like made the decision to do that? What influenced you and that sort of thing? Absolutely.
1: Um, So for me, number one was my little one. Um, Having a schedule that was flexible was extremely important to me. And I knew that that existed. I just didn't know, you know, in what um, form that was going to take. So that was a big thing for me. The other thing that I was really motivated by was the fact that I felt really unfulfilled in what I was doing. I was, you know, tapping into one, maybe very minute piece of my passion, but I felt that my passions were not being um, utilize. And I wasn't able to fully expand my wings, if you, you know, want to say that, um, to show them you know, what I could actually do. I wasn't performing. I wasn't able to really be the best that I could be. So without having that flexibility, without being able to really you know, hone in on a passion or be so creative in a certain aspect, um, I just felt stuck and I felt like I wasn't going anywhere. Um, when we think about money as well, cause that's obviously a part of why we all work. Um, when we think about money, there was a ceiling and there was a cap. It was, you know, this is your position. It's not going to fluctuate. This is where your ceiling is. And I've never been a good person with ceilings or boxes. Um, I needed to be able to have the possibility and I wanted it to be endless. So, um, it was a culmination of having to figure something out for the sake of my son. And then also having to figure something out for the sake of me. Just to be able to know that I was able to create something and do something that, really, at the end of the day, was making a difference.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, talking a little bit more about the work that you do with clients, um, what is it kind of like? What does a, a coaching session typically look like for you? And what are the some of the things that you usually work with clients on? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, um, a lot of my clients call me the puzzle maker or the puzzle solver depends on the day. (laughs) Um, but, uh, basically I have some clients that stay on with me for, you know, a year, two years, um, or longer. And then I have some that just need, you know, a quick fix. So my number one goal is to look at their business from a bird's eye view figure out what's not working, what is working. And I do that, you know, looking at their metrics, looking at their strategies that they've implemented. And we do a full audit of their business, whether it's a coaching call that's, you know, an hour and a half, or if it's a long-term contract. Um, It's very important that as the person who is advising them, and also as the person who owns the business, to be able to clearly see your business from A to Z. And then also after A to Z, there are branches. So you need to be able to see all of that. You need to know the client journey, you need to know your processes, the automations. Um, So after we do that nice big audit, the most important thing is to allow the entrepreneur or the owner to be able to step away from their business and implement systems, processes and automations that do a lot of the heavy lifting for them because at the end of the day, if they're overwhelmed, if they're overworked, they're never going to be able to produce anything that's um, enjoyable or profitable, honestly. Um, so my main goal is to get them to be able to back away from their business so that they can grow it. So I figure out the systems, the strategies, the automations, we implement them. I coach their team if need be. And then once they're on their way, if it's you know just a coaching call, I'll check in with them every couple months, see how the machine's working. If it's not working the way they want, then we figure it out and we make a new one.
0: Nice. Um so I know you mentioned that um you focus a lot with um you know like moms and other people who are working from home um and I'm sure that there's a big demand for that now um, with everything going on with the pandemic and the fact that a lot of people are still working virtually or um, have maybe decided to adjust the career path they were going on to be a better fit for um, working at home. So what are some of the struggles that you see people have um a lot of times when they work from home and what are um some i guess like tips or pieces of advice that you would give to anyone who's in that situation right now absolutely um so with
1: working online it's online is such a big space um and it can be really overwhelming at first especially if that's not where you originated um or currently you know actively working in so my biggest takeaway is don't be afraid to not be good at something or to not know something the internet is almost infinite and you can literally figure anything out so when they come up to either a problem or a possible job or you know an opportunity don't back away from it just because you feel that you don't know enough or that you're too new or that you're not ready no one's ever ready being 100% honest you can always learn and you can always figure it out so um what i do with a lot of my students is i kind of coach them through that there are some st- and some channels that you need to make sure that you're taking in starting your online business and working from home in that um in that way but don't ever say no. Go yeah, for absolutely. It. I, I
0: think that's great advice. <laughs> <laughs> um so what is kind of um like a work life balance look for you um with you know like being a full-time mom and also running your own business.
1: Yeah. Um I'll be honest. In the beginning, it's really difficult because we no longer have this boss who's like, you need to be here. This is your break. This is your lunch. You leave at this Mm -hmm. time. You are the boss. So it turns into, you have a deadline with your clients and they're asking for the materials and you have to be super, super aware and very diligent about staying on top of your schedule and your work. Um, and it's really important to keep that work-life balance and i mean i've been doing this for several years now and i've got it down pretty well but there are days where i'm like all right we've got a launch coming up mommy's gonna have to work a little bit more um but i really do for the most part on a regular basis everything turns off at five i don't start working until 9 a.m i don't work on the weekends and if i want to take a day off i take a day off um But what that does mean is that if I'm taking, you know, a day off or a week or vacation, whatever, that I'm still responsible for those things. So you have to be um, very, very organized and you need to know and think ahead so that you can be able to take those days and you can have that more uh, that flexibility. Um, But within this realm, I mean, I can go work at a coffee shop if I need a break, if I don't want to sit in my office. So it's Mm -hmm. just being, um, being very aware of what you're doing, what time you have, and then knowing when to turn it off.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know you mentioned like having kind of like some strict uh, work times. um, So setting those boundaries for yourself. Uh, How, I guess, like at what point in your business did you kind of realize that you needed to set those boundaries and how was it trying to implement those?
1: Oh yeah, you realized that pretty quick, actually. Um, I think for me, (laughs) it was the communication because your clients and you'll, you know, if you're working on the in the online space, you've I'm sure encountered this. Um, Your clients, once they have you on retainer and they've signed the contract, they feel like they can contact you at any point in time, Mm -hmm. Um, and they also want a response very quickly. So (laughs) I realized very early on when my phone was ringing, my emails were going crazy. I was you know, answering stuff outside of work hours that that was just not the life I wanted. I mean, if you work in an office, you answer calls from eight o'clock in the morning or whatever time you get there to five o'clock PM and that's it, you step away. So I had to remember that I needed to treat it as such. So with my clients, I said, look, I don't communicate on my phone anymore with my clients i don't want them to have my phone number because i don't want them calling me whenever they want we have a dedicated mm-hmm. channel in slack to talk we can talk over email if necessary if it's something that you know isn't an emergency and then as far as you know response times give me 24 hours don't expect me to respond right away because i have multiple clients um and that can be detrimental if you're constantly pinging back and forth with clients while you're working on something else so they know i have 24 hours response time if i don't get back to you 24 hours feel free to ping me as much as you want (laughs) because (laughs) clearly something's wrong. Um, But you'll find very early on, you don't want them contacting you whenever they want to. And it honestly helps you to be able to turn things off as well. So at that five o'clock, I'm like, well, my phone's not going to ring. So I'm done for the day moving on. (laughs) Uh, It's really (laughs) important that you set those boundaries.
0: Absolutely. I think, um, you know like today with with everything having such a big focus in the online world and um you know like how how often we use social media um I feel like there's kind of a lack of understanding with like how long it takes to respond to people you know like we send a message Mm -hmm. on uh, social media or we send an email and you know, it's been like five or 10 minutes and we're like, well, why haven't they responded to me? Like, what could they possibly (laughs) doing that's more important than this? (laughs) So true. So So true. Yeah. So I think, you know, everyone definitely needs to set those boundaries for themselves. Otherwise you're, you're never going to be able to like turn off your work in that sense, especially working from home. It's so hard to do that. In general, um, with it being so available for you, like you can just pick up your laptop and sit in bed and do some work, but that's not ideal, obviously. <laughs>
1: right. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So, um, what would be like your, I guess, like top advice that you would give um, to anyone who is just starting out their business or um, thinking about starting one soon?
1: Um, my best advice is to number one, start today. Um, there's no reason to wait. You're just afraid. So get over that, right? We all have to do that. That's the mm-hmm. hardest part. Um, and then after that, educate yourself. So as you're going through it, um, obviously, as I stated before, you're not going to know everything. So that's okay. It's okay to not know everything because no one actually does. Um, cause no one's perfect. So mm-hmm. learn as much as you can from people who you feel are authorities or who you feel you could learn something from, um, absorb as much information as you can be very specific about what you are passionate about and just go, just go.
0: Yeah, I think that's great advice. I definitely feel like, um, you know, we see all these people online and they just, you know, you just think that they know it all because they have their own business and they're they're doing the things. (laughs) So it's, I think it's easy to kind of fall into that trap of like, oh, well, I don't, I don't know enough to start my own business. Like, I don't really know what I want to do, or I don't feel like I know I have enough knowledge to like work with clients or anything like that. But there's really like, you're not going to know until you try it, until you start the work. (laughs)
1: 100%. And the people that you're looking at, I mean, Instagram's an easy one. The people that you're looking at on Instagram have failed so many times. You just don't know. You Mm. just have no idea. I promise you. The most successful people have failed many more times because they're willing to fail to learn.
0: So Right. And it's not like (laughs) <laughs> it's not like in um, anyone's going to you know like keep tallies of how many times they've failed and broadcast it on their social media or their website so mm-hmm. you know Absolutely.
1: that's that's it right there
0: <laughs> it's not public information but it doesn't mean that it hasn't happened
1: we fail constantly it should yeah. be fun to fail because then you know
0: so what would be um, like? what would you say has been the most important thing that you've been able to learn about yourself throughout this whole experience of um, starting your business Um, I think that it's
1: just having that um, confidence in the fact that I know that I can do it Um, like you said starting your own business is scary and going into a world where you don't maybe know everything is very terrifying but the fact that Right now I'm sitting on a podcast talking to you. I got off a call this morning with some students from my course. I'm probably going to take the afternoon off because I'm choosing to, because I've gotten my work done. Like everything has been worth that. A hundred percent. And was it terrifying? Absolutely. Have I failed a lot? Yep. Am I going to fail some more? Yep.
0: <laughs> but
1: I love what I do. I love making the impact on the lives that I make the impact on. And I love being able to have that independence to figure out what my actual calling is and use it.
0: Yeah. I think that's really awesome. And I think, you know, it's it's scary kind of like the, um, I think, uh, you know, like the knowledge or the the fear of failing can be really scary of course um nobody wants to fail but you know you I feel like you almost learn more from your failures in a way than you do from your successes
1: you absolutely do yeah absolutely
0: well that is all that I have for you today so thank you so much for coming on here it's been great talking to you
1: absolutely I loved it thank you so much for having me
0: yeah no problem Thanks for listening to this episode of the Riveting Rosies podcast. A new episode is released every Monday and Friday, so don't forget to subscribe. I would love if you left a review to tell me what you liked about this episode, or let me know if you have any suggestions about who you want to hear on the podcast in the future. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at rivetingrosies.podcast to get updated when new episodes are released and to find out about upcoming guests. Thanks again for tuning in and I hope you'll join me again for next week's episodes.